What a week, Joplin! Hello, and welcome to the Joplin Globe's Weekly Recap Podcast. I'm digital editor Joe Hadsell, and today we'll cover the biggest news that happened across the four states last week. Then we'll talk with Robin Standridge, executive director of the Wildcat Glades Friends Group. She'll tell us about a unique Valentine's Day fundraiser that caught fire across the region and is still going on until today. We'll also catch up about an education cottage now under construction, how the group is recovering from theft, and how things are working out with a new partnership with the Missouri Department of Conservation. So, with that, let's get started. It's February 16, and here's what happened last week. An Illinois man has pleaded guilty to leaving the scene of an accident in which his truck hit and killed a child as she was trying to board her school bus in East Joplin. Lance T. Lee of DeKalb, Illinois, entered his plea earlier this week in Jasper County Circuit Court, where it was accepted by Circuit Judge Gail Crane, according to online court records. He was charged with one Class D felony count of leaving the scene of an accident that killed 8-year-old Destiny Chambers on September 27, 2018. Destiny died from injuries she sustained in the accident that occurred when she was struck by the truck while she tried to cross Newman Road to board a school bus. The Missouri State Highway Patrol arrested Lee in Strafford after locating him and his truck, which police said had a damaged front bumper and blood and clothing fibers in the grill. A sentencing hearing for Lee is scheduled for April 13, and the defendant has requested a sentencing assessment report. The judge has ordered the report to be completed by the Board of Probation and Parole and submitted by March 30. Four finalists for the position of Joplin City Manager will come to town for discussions with the City Council and economic development leaders, along with meeting with the public. The final interview process will start Sunday, February 23, with a tour of the city and city hall for the candidates and their spouses, as well as a casual dinner with council members and their spouses. On Monday, February 24, the candidates will meet with department heads. They will be interviewed by news media representatives, and then meet with representatives of the Joplin Area Chamber of Commerce. The council has invited the public to meet the four candidates from 11.10 a.m. to 12.20 p.m. that Monday in the council chambers on the fifth floor of City Hall. As influenza cases continue to increase across the nation, health professionals are urging people to take preventive measures against the flu, which a local expert says poses a much larger threat in America than the coronavirus. Jessica Liberty, Infection Prevention Manager with Freeman Health System based in Joplin, said the number of flu cases is up substantially since early January. She said that there have been 340 cases of influenza A and 921 cases of influenza B seen at Freeman since the beginning of flu season in October. Flu activity is currently widespread throughout Missouri. So far this season, 11,171 cases have been reported to the state. Eleven of those cases resulted in death, according to a news release from the State Department of Health and Senior Services. Cherokee County Commissioners recently adopted a resolution declaring the county a Second Amendment sanctuary, but a Kansas law expert believes that such action is not legally binding and is symbolic in nature. The Second Amendment Preservation Resolution was unanimously adopted by commissioners on Monday. The resolution says county funds and resources may not be used to enforce any state or federal laws that infringe upon the right to keep and bear arms, such as universal background checks, red flag laws, or a ban on assault rifles. 
The term Second Amendment sanctuary is still relatively new, and it's based on the concept of certain jurisdictions that refuse to assist federal enforcement of immigration laws. Many governmental entities in states such as California, Colorado, New Mexico, Florida, and Virginia have adopted what are termed Second Amendment protections under the rising movement. Kansas is one of the few states that has statewide protections for the Second Amendment. Its version was signed into law by former Republican Governor Sam Brownback in 2013. But adopting a county law that somewhat mirrors state law seems like an overreach to Kansas Press Association attorney Max Koch. He said there's no legal basis for Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions, which he said only work if local prosecutors and law enforcement form a consensus to refuse to enforce state laws. And finally this week, Bruce Benson, an Army veteran of World War II, who was known for playing taps every day at sundown near the Webb City Post Office, died last Sunday at the age of 95. Before he was drafted into the military, Benson majored in business administration and minored in music at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. He was a longtime Webb City resident, and his wife of 68 years, the former Jane Van Hoos, died in 2014. In a 2018 interview with The Globe, Benson said he had played patriotic songs every day since 2016 in front of the post office flag not only in honor of his country, but also for his wife because they had a deep connection through music. In a moment, our feature. But first, I wanted to tell you about Friday Feel Goods, a new email newsletter we have available at the Globe. We hear from readers all the time who tell us they want to read more of the heartwarming, inspiring stories about people doing amazing things and earning incredible accomplishments. It's always my pleasure to tell people we publish stories like that almost every day. And now you can sign up for an email that takes you directly to those stories every week. Friday Feel Goods is a weekly update of stories that will put a smile on your face and make you proud of your neighbors and friends. To subscribe, just head to JoplinGlobe.com, mouse over the word subscribe at the top right, then click newsletter. We'll see you next Friday morning, and we'll get you smiling in advance of the weekend. A unique fundraiser caught my eye last week in connection with Valentine's Day, but it wasn't as romantic as you might think. Instead of a romantic walk on the trails at the Nature Center, or a candlelit dinner on the pedestrian bridge near Reddings Mill or something like that, the Wildcat Glades Friends Group offered to name a mouse, cricket, or carrot after your ex, then feed it to a snake, turtle, or rabbit. The Post received dozens of shares. But that wasn't the only thing going on last week at Shoal Creek Conservation Education Center. The Friends Group broke ground on an education cottage that will be used for future educational programs. I caught up with Executive Director Robin Standridge on Friday in the center's gift shop, where she was working after all that activity, and she took the time to talk to me after a long day. I really appreciate it. We talked about how they came up with the fundraiser, how they'll use the cottage, how they're recovering from recent thefts, and how the center is working in the community now that it's managed by the Missouri Department of Conservation and the Friends Group. All right. Hello, Robin. This has been a busy Valentine's Day for you today. Uh, I imagine. I hope the day was as sweet for you guys as you intended. Uh, how, how's everything gone today at the center? It's been a very busy, very action-packed day. I can imagine, yeah. One of the biggest things uh, that happened today was the groundbreaking for a new cottage uh, that is going to be built, uh, obtained with a grant from 
water foundation. I can't remember it, but uh, yeah, the tell me a little bit more about the cottage and how did it feel to have everybody together to uh, break ground for that? The cottage groundbreaking was spectacular. We had many more people there than we had anticipated, especially with a really cold weather. We kind of thought people would hide out today, but they came out. Um, we were pretty excited about that. We had about 50 people show up today and it was around 40 degrees by the time they showed up. So that was absolutely wonderful. The actual cottage, the way that that all started out was we received um, funding from the American Water Foundation, which the Missouri American Water is a part of. Okay. So they are the ones, Missouri American Water, they're big supporters of Wildcat Glades Friends Group because we think it's important to watch the Shoal Creek area. That's where we get our water from in this area. So we have that in common. They're the ones who said, hey, apply for this funding. We did. They gave us around $13,000, a little over that, to make a cottage. We then started moving forward. Initially, we thought we would have something kind of like a she shed, just a really small building, something we could move around. Yeah. And it actually became much, much larger from there. So now we're looking at an 864-square-foot building. Oh, wow. To, yeah, to house education programs for the community, for kids, and also so we can go back to having birthday parties with um, live animals for some of our some of our community members. Good deal. The uh, I'm glad to hear it's not a she shed anymore because if you have a she shed, I understand you have to have somebody on staff named Cheryl. Yes. So Cheryl can so. have a she shed. I, I don't know where I've heard that. Uh, this, uh, Like I said, this is a busy day and the weekend, the Valentine's Day weekend is not over for you here uh, with the Friends Group. You have a fundraiser going on and it is a fantastically creative fundraiser that has caught a lot of attention online where people can name mice or pieces of carrot after X's, and those will be fed to snakes or turtles. Uh, tell me more about this idea, and how did you guys come up with it? We have an incredibly creative naturalist named Lauren Koppel, and Lauren came to me the other day, and she said, hey, I've got this idea, because Valentine's Day is not always a fun day for, it's not a fun day for everyone, so she said, what do you think about, uh, let's have mice and people can, they can donate money for the mice and they can name them after, like you said, their ex or maybe their rival school mascot or maybe their boss, uh, anybody yeah. that, that they would like to see get their comeuppance on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so I said, okay, why not? Let's just try it. We try really hard to be friendly and we we try really hard to be lighthearted with Wildcat Glades Friends Group. So this just fit. It, it just yeah. really fit. So we've had a really incredible response, especially um, with our social media. So yes, it has been very interesting. We're going to keep on doing that through Sunday because some people will go home tonight and even though it's Valentine's Day and it should be lovely, they're going to find out that they need to name a mouse after <laughs> someone. So we're going to keep it open a few more days just so we Good can deal. get all of them in there. So how does this work in practice? Do you have a bunch of mice that you're putting name tags on and are they going to get fed to the snake who's going to say, what did I do deserve this buffet? <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> Actually, the, the dollars that you donate, um, each mouse that we purchase, which 
yes, they'll be named that particular name or whatever. They'll name them, and then over, throughout the year, they'll be fed okay. to the to the different snakes. We have two snakes, and uh, some one of our snakes likes the live mice, and then one that's not what she eats. So, <laughs> and also snakes can go; they can go two to three weeks without eating. So we can't force feed her all of these mice all at once oh man okay yeah that's probably a good thing uh when it's uh when it's a certain ex's turn will there be like a ceremony does the person who bought it get to come and watch like yeah eat that mouse well the attorneys didn't want that to happen okay (laughs) all right (laughs) so we do have little labels for them we had we had that today where we had mike and James were both fed to oh, the man. snake today. So Mike and James, in they, honor. Yeah, Mike and James, you guys know what you did. You know. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. They got it today. Excellent. What kind of a turnout have you had for these? How many mice do you have waiting in the wings here? We actually, we've had, a, I'm going to say, I guess we have about 15 to 20 mice that are going to be waiting. And, and that's okay. That yeah. that is that's absolutely spectacular. It was just really a fun way to get get that yeah. message out there. We also uh, Trevor lives with me at my house, the famous oh, rabbit. Cool. Okay, so he actually he's earned a few carrots, so I'm going to take those home to him. He goes through carrots, and yeah, I can imagine. Usually, I'm the one that just foots the bill for the carrots because I just love him. And how yeah. can you? He begs for carrots, so he's going to get them. <laughs> and then the crickets. Um, also, people have named named crickets today. I one came in today, and I just thought it was so funny. She bought fifteen dollars worth of crickets in honor, air quotes, of Al. So <laughs> okay. Oh man. So, so Al yeah. must have been up to something, Henri. I was just Al. You really know what you did. Yeah. <laughs> fifteen times worse than Mark and James. Yeah. Dude, man. So the uh, this sounds like a fun side fundraiser, not really a part of any fundraising campaign. Uh, the uh, will this be going and it'll come to a close Sunday or will it go on after that? It's going to come to a close Sunday evening, uh, just so we can put a cap to it. But that was so well received. We'll probably do something like that again in the future. Yeah. But we like to have fun with our fundraisers. We are not for profit. And we do not receive state funding. We are housed in the Missouri Department of Conservation in their facility. However, we do not receive state funding. We actually pay rent to stay here because this is a tax dollar funded facility. So we also need to pay our share. So all of those little dollars add up to us. They're very important. So we continue to do to do more and more fundraisers. But like I said, we are not state-funded. That Sometimes people are confused by that. And we do not receive city funds unless it's through a grant or through in-kind. So it's important for people to, to wrap their head around that. And I imagine the fundraising aspect is even more important these days as you are recovering from losses suffered during vandalism and robberies. Um, how is the recovery going from that? Have you got any price tags and uh, do you have any solutions in place to prevent future instances? Or, or are you just hoping that people can just stop being criminals? <laughs> well, <laughs> we, uh, we lost around $9,000 worth of equipment from a storage shed. Unfortunately, most of that was donated through just great people in our community. 
So we do have a really brilliant board that said, hey, we need to have insurance on everything. So it's an expensive thing to keep. But we did have insurance that would cover it, but we had a high deductible. And we have actually, the communities rallied around us and we've received enough cash donations to meet that deductible. So those things will be being replaced. But in the meantime, we are hopeful that our local Joplin Police Department and Newton County uh, Sheriff's Department, we're hopeful that they will find the people who stole from us. And we will be pressing charges because as the friends group, we feel like the things that were stolen are not ours. These are things that belong to the community. They donated these things. And who am I to say, oh, it's not that big a deal. So we will be pressing charges because it's wrong. And and they stole from the community. They didn't steal from Robin. They stole from the community. I'm the one who has to deal with with the insurance and things like that. But it's a slap in the face of everyone who's donated to Wildcat Glades Friends Group. So we are recovering. Um, As far as graffiti goes, we constantly have a problem with graffiti. I think people are becoming more and more frustrated with that, which is, that's a good thing. Because when they see it, they will report it. And if we make enough of a fuss, then people will realize this is not okay. We work closely with Joplin Outdoors, and they have come up with this really neat product. It's environmentally safe. And so... It's called elephant snot, and it's actually very, very helpful. It will remove the graffiti off of the rocks with um, with minimal damage. We've heard the old adage where you just spray paint over top of it. Well, that doesn't make for a very pretty landscape, so we want it gone. And that makes sense, but I'm still absorbing the name of that product, elephant snot. <laughs> yes. The what? I... I assume the product is exactly looking like it sounds there with a name mm-hmm. like Elephant Snot. The, the Joplin Outdoors group came up with it? The Joplin or? Outdoors group, they researched and researched and researched uh, for what was the most environmentally friendly, the most water-friendly okay. compound that they, could, that they could find. And this is actually made in the U.S. It's made up north. I, it's Minnesota or one of those cold places. Oh, okay. And it is slimy. I will tell you that it is slimy, but there's a very low odor, which yeah. surprised me very much. Huh. So most of those things that take spray paint off are smelly, but this was, this is not, it's snot, not, yeah. not, <laughs> it's, but it works really, really well. Excellent. It is expensive, yeah. but it works well and it's got a great shelf life and, and that's, that's another great thing. The partnerships that we have, like with Joplin Parks and Recreation and Joplin Outdoors, those partnerships make this just so much more worthwhile. Yeah. I imagine that a lot of these partnerships are a product of the uncertainty and mystery that existed after the Audubon Society pulled out of Wildcat Glades, which led to the creation of the Friends Group, which led to Missouri Department of Conservation taking over. It has been about, I want to say it's been about a year um, for this new relationship working out. Sounds like you're very happy with the community response. Uh, What's your other thoughts about it? How's it going from your point of view? It's really going well. Like with all new relationships, there are a few little bumps and, and bruises along the way. But these relationships are going well. 
as long as we continue to communicate and we realize we are human and so we want to just keep those lines of communication open they're going really really well the wildcat glades friends group we celebrated with the missouri department of conservation we celebrated it was national have fun at work day january 31st so we brought in fun stuff for that day so we could celebrate mm-hmm. as just teammates our missions are the same so why would we not work well together yeah we can do things they can't do they can do things that we can't do so it's a really good partnership and i can't say enough good things about joplin parks and rec they are outstanding partners and it, it hurts my heart to hear when people are a little bit cranky with with Joplin Parks and Rec and they want them to do more or they they think that they should be able to I don't know find these people who who graffiti everything really yeah. <laughs> Joplin Parks and Rec they work so hard and they care about this community they care about these parks so I really wish people would just cut them some slack and realize they they are doing an outstanding job with the resources that they are given. Kudos to Paul Bloomberg and all of the guys over there, just outstanding. So what challenges do you see ahead for the future as you work to build a cottage, as you continue to develop this center as it is in its current form? What challenges lie ahead that you guys are going to have to take on? Challenges would be to to continue to raise funds for general general operating it takes money to pay the insurance payment it takes money to pay for a staff person that is a challenge the other challenge is that we are growing so quickly we have to keep up with that growth yeah our program calendar is just ridiculous for this next spring and summer we're supposed to be slow this time of year that is not the case not the case at all so That is a challenge. It's a good thing, though. It says that there is a demand for what we're doing. That's got to be the biggest challenge is to keeping up with the growth. Uh, Robin, we publish uh, your events in the Globe, in the calendar, and in the briefs as they happen. Where else can people go on the Internet or elsewhere to find out uh, goings-on of the center? If they check out the Wildcat Glades Friends Group, our Facebook page, we keep that avenue we keep up to date really like daily it's just a really good place to find out what's going on we post funny things we post some sad things but mostly we want to be a part of the community and that's the way that we can communicate Um, we really really want people to be checking out the facebook page we also we also um, post on their other community events things that we think are are important the Missouri Department of Conservation. Sometimes if they've got openings in their classes, we'll throw their stuff on our Facebook page because we want them to do well. Their mission is the same as ours, and that's just to get people outside. Please visit the Facebook page. Robin, thank you for talking to us. Uh, We will eagerly await for uh, charges to be filed in the theft uh, so that those names can also uh, be assigned to mice to be fed to a snake, I imagine. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for talking with us today. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Jeff. And that will do it for this week's episode. Everything you heard and so much more can be found on our website, joplinglobe.com or the pages of each day's globe. Send your comments or questions to jhadsel at joplinglobe.com 
or tweet me at Joe Hadsel. On behalf of all of us at The Globe, we hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you.